Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 599 of the Drunk Dashers podcast. I'm your host, as always, nah, stumbled over that one. I'm your host, as always, Tyler. Enjoy me. We had the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Not going to lie, man. The end of this week didn't really feel all that great, but at the same point, there was one thing that I got in the mail that did bring up my spirits, dude. And that's by, by getting my medal. You got a medal? Life. Oh, I'm yeah, dealing. dude. I haven't got mine yet. I just got it in the mail today. Ooh. I got off of work, opened the mailbox, and my freaking medal finally came in the mail. For those of you listening in or watching on YouTube or wherever you enjoy our content, this medal is usually given out when you raise over $500 for your hospital, your kid's hospital of choice. For mine, it was Seattle Children's Hospital. But man, I'll tell you what, man, it's like this definitely lightened my spirits quite a bit because it's like it's a swift reminder that any type of gaming stuff, gaming stuff can actually be used to help benefit like a good cause. So, you know, going through Extra Life all these years and stuff and help raising money for sick kids and stuff at Seattle Children's Hospital and stuff like that. This just shows me that, hey, there definitely is quite a bit of positive besides, like, you know, just helping sick kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, as far as gaming stuff goes and stuff, I did have a chance to play a couple different types of games. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, other than that, man, how have you been doing? I mean, I'm all right. Clanging and banging as always. Uh, a little jelly now. I guess I haven't checked the mail today, so maybe I actually got... Mine in the mail. At the... Most likely you did, dude. Yeah. Well, my mail still goes to my parents' house because I don't... I live in an apartment. I don't trust people. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't... Yeah, so I, I'll have to call my parents and make sure uh, I didn't get it. But yeah, I don't know, you know, I'm doing all right. You know, like I said, clanging and banging as always. Uh, you know, I've been playing a decent amount of uh, ga games this week as well. I, uh, you know, powering through, you know, killing bugs, for, uh, you know, liberating bugs for democracy, stealing <laughs> hell divers. Um, I played a bunch uh, one night on Tuesday night, like six mm -hmm. hours straight by accident. Yeah. And like my thumb was hurting. And then I woke up Wednesday and it was really bugging me. And then like Friday, it was like turning green. Uh, green. I actually, yeah, I had an infection in my thumb. Um, oh, shit. I think I'm, I, I, I use some like, uh, this, like, I got some of this like uh, Epsom salt. You put in like some hot yeah. water and you just stick your thumb in there for like, oh, I yeah. like a couple times a day and some Neosporin. I think I got it. It's like a, I think I got like an ingrown nail or something. I'd never had that before. Just really started hurting like hell. But I mean, like, but hey, you know, you know, I, I don't play hell divers too. I'm a coward, so I gotta, I gotta kill those bugs. You know, if if I'm not there, I mean, that's one less one less soldier to go out there and kill kill those bugs and you know, liberate uh, get, get some of that liberty as they say. But uh, <laughs> no, they're not. I'm uh, I'm doing all right. You know, like I said, clinging and bang is always just uh, you know, have a nice little week there. It's been uh been kind of been nice having like a, a solid work-life balance the last couple weeks and i'm like oh my god i've like so much free time like a lot more free time at night to actually play some games and stuff like that and just counting down the days gable counting down the days final phase seven rebirth oh yeah you got another week here <laughs> yeah yeah this is the last podcast that'll be in the 500s it'll be the last podcast that i uh, will do before i play final phase seven rebirth so mm -hmm. uh it's pretty exciting I'm, i just can't wait i, I I'll start listening to one review uh, for it, and I'm just like, I don't even want to know anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to hear anything about it. Dude. All I know is it's it's huge. That's all I know. 
Dude, like that last trailer that was at that whole like uh, Sony like state of play that they did, man. They spoiled too much inside of that trailer for people, so it's like I wouldn't even bother. I don't even I don't even care about reading a lot of the damn reviews of that damn damn game. I know it's gonna be a great game to play. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm 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 super pumped. Just uh, oh man, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, speaking of great though, if you guys want to um, hear more from us, keep keep uh, keep hearing more from us. Be update what we're doing. Please like, follow, subscribe, check us out. We're on YouTube, uh, any podcast service. Just look for us, Drunk Nerds, Drunk Dash Nerds. You'll find us. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Uh, go to all those places, five-star reviews, leave comments, share with your friends, hit the thumbs-up button. We're really pushing the uh, YouTube channel. We're putting out a lot more stuff over there. I put up mm. shorts every single day for us. You can check out. Um, I've been doing. We have uh, live reactions on here. Uh, I did three live reactions on Wednesday uh, for Borderlands trailer for the Nintendo Direct and Shadow of the Earth Tree, the uh, Elden Ring. Uh, trailer mm. so we put up a lot of content on there so if you guys want to keep up to date check us out and follow us on facebook twitter i always post whenever we post anything on there and then also you know check us out on youtube and tell your friends uh more you guys thumbs up comments five star reviews telling your friends all this stuff help, helps us out we're you know we're two guys that have been doing this for nearly 11 years now we have full-time jobs we do this for fun uh so yeah we do you know, we, don't, we don't make money on this we don't get codes we you know we, all this we pay to do this podcast essentially so yeah, a little bit of support goes a long way, so we appreciate you do that for us. Um, but Gables, it's been mm. a pretty busy week, and it seemed like everything had to happen on Wednesday. Um, so let's just jump into it here, Gables. With the we'll start off here. Maybe kind of go in order. Um, we had the Nintendo uh, Partner Direct on uh, Wednesday morning, about twenty-five minutes uh, before we actually jump into uh, like uh, everything that happened there. Overall f- thoughts on the actual direct itself. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I definitely came in with lower expectations because partner directs, they generally are traditionally as like, say, you know, memorable as opposed to some of the mainline directs that Nintendo puts out for their first party content. So I came in with low expectations and then I left with like, hey, that was actually above average and I thought it was going to be, you know, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, there were plenty of decent games that were announced and even some even some like Nintendo Switch Online stuff that uh, popped itself up. Yeah. But uh, the ultimate troll job we found out afterwards. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And to get into that a little bit is like near the end of that direct, I was I was happy. I was excited because they revealed some rareware content coming onto the Switch Online servers through Blast Corpse, through Killer Instinct for like Pro, like RC M, something like that. But uh, after that Direct ended, people started watching the Japanese Direct, and at the Switch Online, Mother 3 was the announcement that was coming on to the Switch Online for Japan. And honestly, for those of us in the United States, yeah, we're, we're pretty much like... For, yeah, for any type of Mother fan living here in the U.S. and stuff, I realize that we do have access to the ROM of Mother 3, and that we can download the English patch that yeah. subsequently made by uh people from like starman.net or something like that yeah and they offer to give nintendo for free and they won't take it exactly (laughs) and the main reason why is because of the content the subject matter inside of mother 3 i would honestly at this point i would dispute that because they're willing to put it out in japan so it's like they obviously don't care that much so i I feel like they're fine and they put it like earthbound beginnings here like then the Wii. honestly what we need to happen is we need to have the switch 2 just needs to be the wii u 2 uh, oh God! We need them like to go in the hole again, 
and then they'll finally like they'll go back to doing like it's you go back to the Wii U era. Like it's funny when like the when console makers are down because they're like they're just so much nicer to the consumers. So it's like yep, we never would have got Earthbound beginning if the Wii U was was uh, was good. Yeah, <laughs> you make a great point on that because they had to go and shell in the wells. Like okay. What's something we haven't tried yet? Oh, let, let's let's uh, put out the uh, predecessor to the original Earthbound and stuff like that for Super Nintendo. Yeah. Let's do it this way, Earthground Beginnings. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I wasn't too happy with that, obviously, because it's like, you tease your fans of Earthbound and stuff for long enough with this damn game. The game has been out since, like, what, 2007? I think 2005? Uh, way before that, I think. Um, I want to say, like, 2005 or 2006. For Mother 3. Oh, you're right. April tw- uh, 2006. Yeah, April 2006. So, Wasn't that a Game Boy Advance game? It was a Game Boy Advance game, the but they never brought sticks. years at that point. Yes. That's, it's been f- out for years, dude. It's been out for years, and it's still relatively depressing. The Nintendo's not once actually gone through and released an English version on their system. I mean, at this point... It's either going to be a remake or it's going to be like a port of the original Game Boy Advance. I'm thinking it's possibly going to be a port sooner or later. But that's besides the point. Barring that type of troll job that they had for the Switch Online, what was present inside this Partner Direct I thought was pretty cool. We had a couple of games that uh, kind of caught my attention. Obviously, Ender Magnolias, that was one because that's a sequel to Ender Lilies. Ender Lilies was a pretty darn good, like, like Souls-like type of game that uh, came out a couple of years ago. Had a great art style. You usually, I mean, you, the main concept of this game is you go and defeat enemies and, like, you can recruit their spirits or something like that to fight alongside you and stuff. And the whole concept of it, I think, is pretty cool. But uh, the game did a lot better than what people were anticipating. And so I'm kind of interested in seeing how the sequel is going to going to continue that trend and onwards uh see how well this game's gonna be <laughs> yeah i looked up the uh metacritic score is like an 83 on the first one so yeah yeah 83 on the first one but uh other than that though i mean the stealth draw for penny's big breakaway i thought it was kind of surprising because yeah. i've been looking forward to playing this game because it's more reminiscent i felt of like some of the classic the older like 3d platformer games this it kind of really reminds me of some of like uh, like a like a Sega Saturn sort of like platformer in some aspects because it looks like something that Sega would go forth and make and put out as a platformer, not akin to Knights, but like akin to like oh god, I'm trying to think of like what good 3D platformer that Sonic has actually put, I mean not Sonic but Sega has put out. But yeah. uh, what good game have they put out besides Binary Domain and Skies of Arcadia? I can't think of any. <laughs> Oh, Lord. But anyways, I really was happy with Penny's big rig away, that stealth drop. On top of that, Unicorn Overlord looks pretty damn good. Demo from what I've seen from vanilla, vanilla Wear. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was other stuff that was inside this trailer, too. What's inside this yeah. direct, too. Yeah, we can, we can break it down here. Let's go ahead and just break it down. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we got Grounded is coming to Switch. Start off uh, right away with that. That is coming on April 16th. Um, kind of a big surprise there. You can obviously tell they are lowering down the graphics for this one um, as well. I, and they also kind of learned later on that... Um, actually, we'll save that for the end. Uh, but So start off with that. It's coming April 16th. Um, 
the game they also announced i think is at over 30 million players which is uh wow. pretty impressive for uh that game it's been out. i mean it's been out for a while i know it's on game pass but um i don't know it's kind of like a small like you know uh, obsidian game i kind of i'm surprised it kind of took off like that uh inner magnolia bloom of the mist that's game the inner lily sequel you're talking about that was coming in the summer um Next up here, we had a ranger, a role, uh, it's a role, a role puzzling adventure that is also coming this summer. It's kind of a cool little game where like, uh, you're like on a platform and like the world moves with you as you move and you have to like mm-hmm. get, make it through like the levels. Um, looks like a cool game. looks like a game that like I would enjoy and then like an hour in get pissed off and just start play again. So, uh, but <laughs> I think for, I mean, it looks like a great puzzler. It's just, I, I'll get pissed off real fast and not want to play it. Um, I don't know. Did you, uh, what'd you think of that one Gables? I really don't remember too much of it. Honestly. Okay. All right. Well, if, uh, I'll run through some of these gables, and if there's something you want to talk about, just stop me, and we can uh, talk yeah. here. Uh, Unicorn Overlord, as you talked about, uh, mm-hmm. that's coming out March 8th. Uh, we already had the date for that one, but did get a demo. And I, I heard missed. I heard like people saying back and forth that the demo does does carry over, but I heard other people say it doesn't. So I'm not 100 percent sure if that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, next up here, we had a Monster Hunter Stories, which is a uh, 3DS uh, game that came out uh, back in 2017. Uh, it's also coming to PS4 and Steam as well. Um, I believe uh, Unicorn Overlord is also coming to PC. So, yeah, um, I was actually fairly happy with Monster Hunter Stories actually coming to Nintendo Switch. That was one of those games on 3DS. It was the tail end of the 3DS's life cycle, and I never got into that game. And uh, I kind of ignored the sequel because I kind of wanted to play the first before I actually get into the second one. So, yeah, this is yeah, yeah, this is more of like an actual like turn-based battle JRPG game. So, yeah. Um, and I guess there's going to be additional content that was only available in Japan. Uh, they also they announced there's like they have uh, voiceovers, which the first game didn't have. Uh, oh, so yeah, pretty true. cool. And this, I mean, makes sense. Like Monster Hunter is, I mean, outside of like World, uh, Monster Hunter World, which is like the best selling uh, Capcom game ever. Um, yep. Monster Hunter is always predominantly it sold super well on the Switch, mostly because of like Japan. It's really really popular over there. So um, yeah, makes sense to do that. And like people, I'm sure people will be. More happy to buy the game again. Also, I'm sure there's a lot of new fans. I'll be that probably got in after after World that will buy this game as well. Uh, next up, Gables, if you wanted a extremely disappointing Wii game uh, remastered for the Switch and everything else, Disney uh, Disney Epic Mickey Rebrush coming out this year. Uh, it said it's, it's uh, enhanced uh, graphics. They said there's new skills for Mario. Another improvements. Mario. Uh, did I say Mario? Why did I say Mario? Oh, Mickey. Mickey. I, I'm looking at Mickey and I put Mario. We're talking about Nintendo here. Um, anyways. Um, yeah, so I, I, I never played this game. I just remember like the buzz around it. Because like, Warren Spector is making a Mickey game for the Wii. Like, it's going to be great. And they're using the Wii. The, this is like like early days of the Wii where people were excited to use the Wii. And I just remember this is like maybe one like I, I heard some, like people, people's like most disappointing game. Of like at that in that time frame of just like man this game was like came out and it was like at best a seven <laughs> and then the sequel came out and it was horrible yeah that's the thing that's really interesting about this i mean it's surprising that disney went back and let someone go through and revive embracer. this game and you know embracer yeah embracer yeah. went and revived this this whole franchise and stuff with a remake of the original Epic Mickey. The only thing that I really remember from it, it was hyped to death with Warren Spector behind the helm and stuff, who was responsible for making other classic games and stuff before that. Oh, not games, maybe just content in general. Mm. But, uh, yeah, the 
the updates still don't look, don't look too bad and stuff, but, but uh, <laughs> I didn't really expect it to be more than maybe like a seven and a half or like an eight or something, maybe at most. But uh, it didn't really impress me all that much. I mean, the, the touch of paint was all right. I mean, I remember the original game, you had to uh, use the paintbrush and everything else with the Wiimote and stuff, and the whole motion stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. This is also coming to other consoles as well, I believe, so. I mean, so it's not gonna be based. It's not gonna be the um, based on like Joy Cons and shit. So, and the only uh, other thing I remember about like uh, the Epic Mickey franchise is because they wanted to get a character that CBS owned at the time, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, and that mm. was the whole infamous one where was it ABC or something traded Al Michaels or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was Oswald. A, so Al Michaels wanted to go call football with John Madden. So they traded his mm-hmm. contract for yeah for Oswald, so which was like Mickey was was uh, Mickey before Mickey basically it was Walt Disney yep. original drawing so yeah which is all time funny story there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know right, and that game ended up becoming like a huge disappointment. The sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now it's now it's uh, uh, public domain, so anybody can make this game now. Um, That's true. Oh, I hope someone makes it. Someone like random makes an Epic Mickey three now. Um, moving on here. Uh, uh, Shimigami Tensei uh, Five. This this leaked. Vengeance coming out June twenty first. June twenty first. Pretty busy day. Uh, that is uh that is like it's basically like the Persona Five Royale version of Shimigami Tensei Five. From what I understand, from like that's the Wii U game, wasn't it? Or is this the early Switch game? Shimigami Tensei Five was a early Switch game. Yeah. Okay. What was the Wii U one that had the Fire Emblem people in it? Oh my gosh. That is Fire Emblem Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Tokyo okay, I don't know why I mixed those two games up. So uh yeah, this is gonna it's so it's uh Shimigami Tensei five. This is the one that people got mad because someone said it's in the review said it's persona without the heart, isn't it? But then also everybody agreed that it's actually true. It's persona without the heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not too sure about that, but at the same time though, it's like it is basically sort of like a director's cut sort of version, but like a little bit more than that because it's like you still have like the first parts of it, like the main game of the of like Simigami Tensei Five, but there are different choices that are presented now in this game to where it'll drastically change the mid and also the end game of the game itself. Mm-hmm. So it's just another option, another another like uh, playthrough, like a different version. It's more akin to when the 3DS had Semigami Tensei 4, and then later on had uh, SMT4, like, uh, Apocalypse, which that was kind of a little bit different. It was a different perspective from, like, another character of that that whole entire game and stuff. So this is something that uh, Atlas has done before. And I'm yeah. much referring to the 3DS games and stuff they had for M- SMT. But... Uh, they left me with an impression that this is like a like a brand new game almost that they're putting out. Yeah, well, it's probably because it's been so long since that came out that people hope people don't realize they've already bought this game before, so or they don't like, oh wait, this is already out. Let's and go buy dip- it for twenty dollars. Not only that though, but the difference is they're bringing it on to everything else other than just oh, not just okay. the the Switch. So they're being on the PS Five series systems, Steam and stuff. So this okay. is pretty much like a simultaneous release of that with Switch. Okay. Oh, that's weird. I didn't realize. I guess I didn't realize that. Um, next up, Gables. Maybe one of my favorite announcements from this whole thing. Star Wars Battlefront C- uh, Classic Collection, baby, coming March 14th. Let's go. 64-player online. 
Um, this oh is going to be the running theme. There was like four games that came out of this that I'm super excited to play, uh, but I'm going to play none of them on my Switch. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to play these <laughs> other places where it's going to run better uh, and look better. So um, I love these games back in the day. Like uh, Star Wars Battlefront was like the original games that I played online. I remember having like an X- like we had an Xbox. My, my dad bought an Xbox instead of a PlayStation because the graphics were better. Mm-hmm. But he didn't real like, but he didn't realize the games were better on PS2. So we had an Xbox. Um, so I had like, cool. I was like, we're going to play Crazy Taxi and Star Wars Battlefront, which, hey, I play Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, so, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, I, I played so much just back uh, on online back then. I actually had like the, I remember my dad buying like a three-month thing of Xbox Live and it came with the headset mm-hmm. and like talking to people while playing this game. And I was actually like really good at the online back in that point. Uh, so it's like one of the few games of my life where I was actually good and like playing online. Um uh, and it's coming out. I think it's thirty five, but if you buy it, you pre order it. It's like I think it's like ten percent off, so it's like thirty one fifty or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but March fourteenth, I'm I'm excited for this one. I don't. What sucks is like all these games that I'm excited to play that came out of this thing are all coming out around literally another big game I was already excited about playing. So I'm like I got like a big AAA is coming game is coming out around this small indie game or like the, uh, this is a, just an HD excuse me remaster. And what's gonna suck is like. I don't think this game's gonna have long legs. I don't know how big the legs are even gonna be on this thing. And by the time I get around to it and play it, or I'm gonna play it for like a few days, and then Rise of Ronin comes out a week later, and then I'm like, when I go back, I'm like, cool, no one's playing this thing anymore. So uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the, the only people playing are gonna be the people, the people that are like fucking awesome at it. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I have a lot of nostalgia for this thing. I don't know if it's gonna hold up, but uh, I don't. I want to check it out. What uh, I don't know how you're feeling about this one, Gills. I don't have really as much nostalgia for the Battlefront games as some people do, but I do remember that I did enjoy playing some bit of Star Wars Battlefront, maybe a little bit of Battlefront 2 on PS2 when I rented it back in the day, but I never went online with the game. I definitely didn't have like a lot of uh, ambition to just go forth and play them. But I did remember wanting to play them at one point. So yeah. <laughs> if this yeah. were like Rogue Squadron, I mean that'd be something yeah. completely different for me. Yeah, like people have the they have the the sixty four uh, nostalgia. I have that. That's my nostalgia. Is the first the first Battlefront. I didn't. Uh, I remember renting Battlefront two, um, but I, but Battlefront one was the one I played a ton of. So uh, mm. looks, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Uh, Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream coming in twenty twenty four. Um, Gundam Breaker four twenty is coming out sometime this year. Mm. Um, Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble is coming out June twenty fifth. 200 brand new. This is actually a brand new. Super, I was, I don't know. Super Monkey Ball. You could show me one from the GameCube. You could show me one coming out today, and I'm like, they, they all look the same to me. So apparently, this is a brand new one. Come on, 200 fresh, uh, brand new courses. 16 player multiplayer. Um, but I believe uh, there is four player online. I think you can race. Huh. So um, that I, I believe that's also coming. Oh no, this is ex- which is exclusive. I believe. Banana Rumble is. Um, I. Think I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that one. The next one they'll give us. I know for a fact is a switch uh, switch exclusive. Easy for me to say. Um, it is World of Goo. How excited are you for this one, buddy? I'm actually pretty excited for that because it's a sequel to a great indie game from way back around 2007 on the WiiWare service. The thing about World of Goo is this was a fantastic physics-based puzzle game. I remember having a ton of fun with it because. Y'all, you had these little goo balls and stuff that you had to arrange and try to create these different types of, like, platforms or different types of bridges in order to try to, like, itch your way 
like across the stage in order to get to that end point, which sometimes would be like a drain or would be going down some sort of like hole or whatever the hell. But I remember having a lot of fun just trying to figure out some of these little tough mind-bending puzzles that they would do. So I am excited for the sequel to it because it's like it is seems like it's going to be a, a little bit more than how it was originally. But uh, it was actually a fairly nice, nice thing to see something that was that nobody really has seen since, like uh, those initial times, like on the WiiWare, especially on Steam. I mean, Steam has World of Goo that you can pretty much anybody can download, play, and stuff. But uh, a full-on sequel, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see what type of other stuff they add to it. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to correct myself here. It is a console exclusive. It's coming to Steam as well. Yeah. Uh, but the four-player multiplayer is a Switch exclusive. Uh, and I did double-check that the Monkey Ball game is uh, exclusive to Switch. So, um, mm. yeah, good luck on that one. But, I mean, I guess that's probably... If it's going to sell, like, Gangbusters anywhere, it's going to be Switch. So, um, next up here, Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time. That's coming October 10th. They said that they said this thing is all games that are taking place in the first half of the year, and then this is October 10th, and then we have multiple yep. games that say summer. So that I mean that could be June, I guess, but we'll see. Um, next up, Gables, Ho Daddy, let's go! Another Crab's Treasure coming April 25th. Super excited for this. This is one of the other four that I was excited for. Uh, this is coming to Game Pass day one, and even if it wasn't, I'd just buy it on PlayStation or Xbox. But hey, if you got it, all you have is a, is a Switch. This game looks fantastic. I am super pumped for it. It's Dark Souls, but you play as a crab and you have to find things out. Like you find things in the sea that like you actually have to, like you find like a coffee cup and you actually have to use it as a shell. Uh, this game looks awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just love the style. I love like the, the story. It has some voice acting and stuff like that. The story actually seems kind of funny and the characters seem pretty cool. Um, mm. Definitely could be awesome. Like I said, though, uh, like the other games. This is coming out literally the day before Stellar Blades coming out. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? And then it's three days after uh, Tales of Kazara, which is that uh, uh, Metroidvania that I'm super excited for. That was announced at Game Award, uh, Game right. Awards. So uh, yeah, I don't know. This game looks great. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this one, Gables? Honestly, I do like the style of the game. I mean, I was excited to when this game was announced way back when. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I really just want to play it because it seems like it's going to be a pretty fun, quirky looking Souls-like game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like the Souls-like uh, battle system. It's not like the challenge, and this one, it, it's like it's like Souls-like, but it doesn't. I guess it's not super. You can, can yeah. There's difficult. There's di like difficulty levels apparently. So, um, and this uh, next game up, uh, Shadow dropped, and just kind of felt like it, got, it really got glossed over. It was Wednesday was a huge day, so it mm. just kind of came out, and it was like, oh, cool. This is like a big, huge game that. Indie game that I think a lot of people were looking forward to, and hey, it's out now, and usually that's a big deal, and it's just like no one's talking about it. Uh, Pity's Big Breakaway uh, is out, came out uh, immediately afterwards. Um, this is the 3D platformer from the Sonic uh, Mania team. Um, so a lot of people were buzzed about this one, kind of like oh, it's like they're going for like their own like you know they're going from a Sonic game to like now they're going to a 3D platformer. Uh, I did buy this game. I played it for about an hour. Uh, I like the game uh, so far, but there, I've been dealing with like bugs. So I'm just going to, you know, uh, probably, you know, I'm playing Helldivers 2. I got Final Fantasy. Um, if I have some time to jump into this before shit gets crazy uh, at the end of March, uh, I'll jump back into it. Hopefully there's some patches. But uh, I like what I played so far. I just got a little frustrating. And that's kind of the overall what I've been hearing as well. Is it's like, hey, it's a great game. It's just uh, you got some bugs you need to fix on this one. So uh, it's $30. Bucks, um, and I don't know. Seemed like I was kind of like in the mood for like a, 
fun. Like, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know. Like, as much as I love hell diving and uh, killing bugs, Gables, you, sometimes you break up the, the monotony a little bit. And uh, I thought it'd be kind of a fun little side game to have. And, you know, I'm just going to come back to it. But what about you? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the similar type of thing with me, too. You know, like Penny's Big Breakaway, I do feel like from even watching little bits of the footage I have seen and stuff, it looks like a fun game. I'm definitely going to be waiting on it for right now because, well, there is a ton of games. Absolutely, there's a ton of games that I'm interested in wanting to try on top of trying to finish up a couple that I want to do. But at the same point, you know, this is going to be a fun game to play, I want to say maybe in April. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, it's like I got like, man, like, even though this probably isn't going to be a great year for first party games uh, from like the console makers, this has been a great year already, like from third party. Like, yeah. There's been like six or seven quality, like really good games that have come out already this year. Absolutely. Um, and we're and, in February. Yeah, we're in February. And like the, the the next few months are already pretty crazy. So um, yeah, I think this might still end up being a really good year. Maybe not like, I don't know if we could anything could fall last year, but uh, I think in the end it's going to come out a pretty good, great year. But uh, next up here, uh, Sekua, Sekua. Anyways, they're getting a multiplayer mode expansion uh, coming out. Uh, I don't think they had a date. I'm not seeing a date here. But it is paid DLC. You get a two-player battle mode uh, with online multiplayer, some time attack, and uh, attack modes coming. I don't know if, if that's your thing, Gables. Oh, this is like that fruit game, like Sakua and stuff. That uh, I've heard about it, never played it. It's super cheap yeah. on Switch and like other, I think other platforms as well. But I heard it's pretty fun. Yeah, I've heard that. I've, I've seen it. I just don't really know much about it. But I've seen people talk about it. So, uh, another game though, people are pretty excited for here: Pepper Grinder. Uh, we got a date for this one, March twenty eighth. March is just getting crazier. Uh, demo is out now. You can play. It's been on the, there's been a demo on Steam for a couple weeks now, but it is out on uh, Switch as well. So uh, that's coming to everything as, as well. Pretty much everything here is coming to everything except for a few. Uh, right. But, yeah, I don't know. It looks looks really really cool. I don't know if it's gonna be my jam. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'll probably at least check out that demo here. I might check it out tomorrow because uh, well, it looks looks cool to try out. From what I initially saw for Pepper Grinder, it instantly reminded me of one game that uh, on the Game Boy Advance that launched close to the end of its life cycle. And that's Drill Dozer. Oh yeah, okay. Drill Dozer yeah. was one of those games to where you control a little little machine, little drill and stuff, and you go through all the different platforms and doing this and doing that, like solving puzzles and that stuff. This is sort of the same thing i feel when i saw the footage for pepper grinder i have yet to try the demo of it but it looks super interesting to me <laughs> mm. yeah so yeah like i said i'll check out i'll probably check out that demo maybe i'll talk about it next week um next up here so we heard game freak was going to be at this event it turned out they were but unfortunately it was for pocket card jockey right on that's how it's the switch mm. now uh it was uh it's so i believe this was already on ios and now it's on switch so that's a horse uh, racing game where you play cards i remember it came out on the 3ds there was a 3ds original version yes uh, back then and i i didn't i thought it was bad i did not like it at all so um they just apparently it must be doing well because people are people are, they keep making more of them so um, well yeah that was actually one of the last games i ended up buying on the 3ds before the shop went down because it was yeah. one of those ones where i've heard it's a like a fun little quirky like uh, card games, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm fairly interested in seeing, like, like uh, the decision to put Pocket Card Jockey, like the mobile the mobile phone game or something, on the Switch itself. 
But, yeah, you know, it's a game-by-game game freak. I'm kind of interested in seeing how well that's going to perform. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. They keep making them, so they must be doing something. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, next up here, Contra Operation Galaga. Uh, this is a reimagining of the original NES one. Uh, you can play six uh, players, um, and it's coming out March 12th. There's a demo out now. I heard it's pretty mm. good. People are, are, are saying good things about it. It looks pretty good like like a, a decent a quality remake of it um i heard it's it's 40 bucks though so i don't know if that might be a turnoff for some people um yeah i heard it i heard it's pretty good uh i think way forward made this game if i'm not mistaken so uh should be you know it's a pretty quality team there so if that is the case uh probably good hands so just oh, that. well, that's another demo i gotta try out then because i really love the original contra on nes so yeah hmm. yeah so uh then here uh we got to the uh it's kind of a weird thing. Where like, there's two more things, which is very weird. Uh, and then they we got the rare logo. I think people lost their fucking minds. And then they're like blast cores out now. Uh, and then also <laughs> we got RC Pro Am, uh, Ki Killer Instinct, uh, Battle Toads. What Battle Toads? I'm trying to look at the picture here. Let's see. There's a couple Battle Toads games in the Super. Yeah, Battle Maniacs and stuff. There's yeah. two Super Nintendo games that are Battle Toads related. One's with the Double Dragons. The other one, I think, is like. Uh, like a standalone thing based upon the arcade game for Battletoads. Wasn't there a uh, TMNT one as well? No, there was never a TMNT one with Battletoads. Did I make that up? I just made it up my head. I remember, I I remember, playing, the, I remember playing the Double Dragon one. Uh, and then also Snake, Rattle, and Roll all out now on Nintendo Switch oh, yeah. Online. So, um, man, what a cocktail. I remember a lot of people were like were like excited like about the option of maybe getting Rare Replay on the Switch. Maybe this is the closest we're going to get to that happening, I guess. This is most definitely the closest we're going to get to a rare replay on this system because what games that were announced on that Switch Online service for Rareware is pretty much it's pretty much like the main games that people have been asking for besides Banjo Tooie. Um, you have like obviously Snake Rattle and Roll is kind of an underrated game for the NES. It's more like a platformer and stuff where you just control these snakes and stuff like doing a bunch of little platform shit and stuff, and like an isometric sort of like 3D, part 2D sort of style. But uh, Blast Corps is super fun. I've played that game on the 64, and it's still fun to this day, just trying to like uh, just make things explode and stuff. While you have that friggin' chick that uh, tells you time to get moving before you start <laughs> moving every, <laughs> every mission. But... Um, Obviously, Killer Instinct is the one for me that I really love from all these announcements because as soon as that music hits, I'm like, "Oh, it's Killer Instinct!" <laughs> mm. uh, oh, yeah. Go before ahead. before we go on, though, I got to share this one tiny little blurb, and I don't think I ever told you this though. So, a while ago, I was playing Killer Instinct on my little TV that I have close to my bed here, this little CRT that I've had for a while now. And uh, at that point, my bed, I still have my old bed, right? And they have these platforms, right? These little, those little, like, long, like, plastic sort of, like, things that you set the bed, like, on and stuff. Those little four cones. Well, while I was playing that game, I started, I started, like, playing the arcade mode and stuff on, like, a harder difficulty. And I did, like, an ultra combo. I did, like, an ultra combo with Jago. And as soon as I hit that ultra combo, I... 
the way I was positioned between my bed and my friggin' like a dresser and stuff, I moved back way too far, and all of a sudden, as soon as the ultra combo went, <laughs> I literally just tipped over my freaking bed. <laughs> and so it's like you can just see him. He's like, "Oh, drug!" Like, "Oh!" <laughs> I thought it. I put it this way when I thought about it later after I was picking on my bed and resituating it on my damn platform, where it's like, God, that combo was so epic, I, my bed literally fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Broke the bed. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, oh That's no, good. No. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, man. Now, let's continue on. <laughs> I just right. wanted to share that blurb. Um, I, I did forget to mention that during this, they had a scissor roll right, right before this, and Pentiment was in there. Uh, that's yes, the ex, it was. that's another city in game. So kind of crazy. It's like, um, yeah, it's kind of. I, I guess though, that game is kind of hard to show off because I like everybody says that game is fantastic. It's, it's actually reviewed really, really well. The people that played it love it. Um, it just, I, it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a text-heavy game. Uh, so I can see it like maybe like showing like a whole minute on that. Uh, maybe it's tough, but um, we had maybe one of the most baffling one more things I've ever seen. Uh, we had. Uh, the one more thing was Endless Ocean Luminous uh, coming May 2nd. This is, I believe, a remake of the Wii game. Um, it will also have 30 players. You can you can play with 38 people online, and you can just you can swim through an ocean, Beatles. Dude, this should have been that they should have swapped with the Switch Online stuff as that one more thing, because Endless Ocean ending on a chill game like that, I mean... I know what the game series is all about, really, because it's like, I remember them releasing for the Wii, there's two of them, Endless Ocean and Endless Ocean 2. They were basically you playing as a scuba diver and stuff, like, uh, checking out the different species of fish and this and that. They actually did fairly good in terms of sales on the Wii. So I'm, I'm, I am happy that this series is coming back, but like on the Switch, is a revival of a classic Wii franchise that Nintendo has had for a while. But, uh... Ending the direct like that, though, on like a chill fish game, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <the laughs> that original... was really weird. Is this the original Cozy game? It could have been the original Cozy game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just looked at like another Crab Treasure, which was the one more thing when they got it revealed uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And then like Penny's Big Breakaway being out today. Like, I feel like you put those two at the end instead. Uh, would have made would have been a lot bigger, or even like I don't know, like, like World of Goo would have been bigger. Like you mm-hmm. gave Gundam Breaker Four its own trailer, uh, Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream its own fucking trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like I don't know, you put Pentiment and Sizzle Reel, and then you put Endless Ocean as the one more thing. I don't know, just just a weird way to end it. Um, that was weird. Yeah. So I don't know. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Like yeah, sometimes like. No, all the times that one more thing doesn't hit for you personally, but it's like you can see why it's like the one more thing, and I'm just like, all right, okay, that's weird, but um, I don't know, I can't wait from it. Like, yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, like, I thought I'd say for a partner direct, I thought it was really really good, uh, grading on a curve there. Uh, mm-hmm. like like I was talking about last week when we were talking about like the rumors of this. I'm like, usually it's come way we we get these and it's just a bunch of like games that are already on other platforms that just now come to switch. Right. A lot of shit here is stuff that's not out yet. Um, no. you know, like there's like the four games I was talking about. I'm excited for like another crab's treasure, uh, Painsbury breakaway, um, uh, star Wars. And what was the, four? I already fought the fourth game, but, um, all these games I'm excited for, but it's like, cool. I'm going to play these on other platforms. So like, it really doesn't do a lot for me in the end, uh, for like being excited for the switch itself. But, uh, I don't. Know. I look for it's almost more closer to a Nindy's direct than it was a uh, um, 
uh, really actual was. partner showcase. Like you take out like the Xbox stuff and then Capcom, this is basically an Indies direct. So, mm. um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good overall. I came away uh, pleasantly pleasantly su- surprised, com- just kind of going in based off what, what my expectations were beforehand. Uh, but Gables, we're gonna stick with some uh, quasi Nintendo news here for okay. a second. Uh, also announced uh, we're getting a Pokemon Presents on Tuesday. It's Pokemon Day. Um, mm. They said they have very exciting, and they use that in quotations, uh, <laughs> news for us. Now, obviously, uh, that could mean a lot of things. Like, Gables, you said, what's, what, what does it very exciting mean to Pokemon? And my response was, well, they could it could be, hey, we made a Pikachu hat that you can only buy in Cincinnati, Ohio. We made 12 of them. So that's what's very exciting to them because uh, that sounds like something Nintendo would, or Pokemon would do, rather. Um, yeah, so being realistic here, last year's it feels like every other year this presents the Pokemon Day ones are pretty bad. <laughs> like last year's was atrocious. Uh, I think like other than the other than the DLC being announced, which we already knew was happening uh, at the end, like it like it was bad. It was really, like I think we finally got Pokemon Sleep was the thing um, was finally there, and then like they announced like they're bringing back the old cards, but it's like four hundred dollars, and they made like. 13 mm. of them so uh mm. good luck to you people out there that wanted those uh shit yeah that's right kind of i mean obviously there's gonna be some weird weird shit there that's gonna happen what would be funny gables they finally announced uh Pe- detective pikachu the remake they announced like seven years ago it's finally out now <laughs> but it's like hey remember we, last year we put up uh, detective pikachu 2 well the first one's out now that you have to play to make sense of the second game so you can buy it now um, oh god but uh i don't know i mean a couple things we have them like They've been doing a lot with uh, with black and white stuff. They've been like teasing it on their their Twitter. They've done like gifts of black and white. There's been like uh, what the the DLC for Scarlet and Violet has been is based in that that generation, I believe. Um, I believe on Pokemon Day, the Eiffel Tower is gonna light up black and white for Pokemon Day. Um, so. I feel like they're not very subtle when it comes to like doing like normally they kind of like telegraph a lot of this shit. So we kind of know what's coming. So are you, I feel like the most obvious thing is black and white remakes of some sort or people mm. are, some people are saying, I don't know if this is like speculation or are there rumors out there. Some people are talking about like maybe the Pokemon legends in gen five because black and white is gen five, right? Black and white is gen five. That's correct. Yeah. So some people are saying Pokemon legends could be the gen five. Like they they go they spend Gen five there. I don't know about that. Uh, I think that's more I, from my understanding. It looks like more speculation than any rumors. I'm just gonna do this. The safe bet is we're gonna get some sort of remakes. Whether that's the the dribbling basketball. Wh- what the fuck were those ones called? The dribbling, dribbling bas- basketball. The the the, the dr- drilling drill. Dr- what the fuck were the the those shitty remakes we got a couple years ago? Oh, you mean like uh, Diamond and Pearl, the Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, the yeah, ones by basketball uh, and Belichick something, yeah. yeah, BDSM, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, go ahead. What what, what what are you expecting from this? Okay, I'm expecting. I'm actually expecting something a little bit like a calm, a little bit tame. I think it's not going to be as big and bombastic as some people may believe, but I also think that it was a horrible idea to go forth and tout that, oh, we got some exciting news for the world of Pokemon, because, of course, you're going to overhype your fans 
when you announce something that's really mundane or something. Like, say, if it's a Let's Go Johto type of thing, like for Let's Go, or like, oh, man. oh with that shit. That's all but I want. here's the thing. Generation 5 wasn't the only thing they were teasing in terms of their old advertisement stuff. Generation 2 was also something they did in terms of not just advertising on their Twitter page and everything else through the timelines and stuff through like moments in gold and silver, this and that. There's another rumor that's been going around and that has been in regards to merging of two generations. Not like say, not say like with like gold and silver or something like that, but I'm saying something incredibly different to where it could be, and get this right, there's a rumor going around that there's a Generation 5 style, like, say, Pokemon games, that's going to be kind of like a time, has something to do with time between traveling between Generation 5 and Generation 2. I hate all this. I know. I know. It doesn't make any sense. But I just what want I'm Gen saying, 2. Just give me Gen 2! I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But uh, there are rumors that that could be potentially something that may happen. I mean, another Pokemon Legends, like, say, Pokemon Legends, like, uh, oh, my God, like, Johto Edition or something. <laughs> even though, even though, like, we have the Sinnoh ones, the ancient Sinnoh from, mm -hmm. like, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So if it's, like, Pokemon Legends, like, say, Celebi or something like that to where you have, like, a retro, not like a like an ancient, like... Uh, Johto or something like that, that would make more sense to me. Or it could be something completely different to where there could be two sets of remakes that are coming out in the span of the year with Generation 5 and Generation 2. I mean, it could be we're getting those black and white remakes or something by the main Pokemon team, and it could be Ilka, or Ik, or Ilka, I think it's... I think it's Ilka, the, yeah. Yeah, Ilka yeah. that could be doing the black and white, God. not the black ones, but the gold and silver ones. I mean, the most boring game ever made. What I'm saying is, for anybody looking forward to this Pokemon Direct, I would not get your hopes up for this because I feel like it's going to be something that uh, is going to be overblown. But I do know that there's a couple things that probably will happen with this, and that's for, because of leaks of data miners and stuff, like data miners and stuff for. Uh, Pokemon Unite and stuff, so I do know that Pokemon yeah. like Maridon will probably be more or less something that they're going to be touching upon as a playable probably character or something inside that game because the literal time frame of when that Pokemon's supposed to be announced is on Pokemon Day. <laughs> that happens every year. Like, those games get data mined and people figure out. Like, yeah. They're going to have something. There's those weird, like, the Pokemon Cafe game and on, that are on the, on, the, like, on the mobile games and shit. Like, I'm sure there's going to be Probably some for that. There's going to be some shit for the card game. They cover everything, which is fine. I, I think for most people, though, we just care about the game side of things. Um, I think... Book, Pokemon Knight's a good game. So I'm not, you know, I'm, well, I'm yeah. Sure yeah, of course. What I'm personally looking forward to is, like... I would personally would love to see, like, what Generation 5 remakes would look like. Like, whether or not they're going to be developed and like put out by the same pokemon team or some radically different but another thing that i thought about another thing that i thought about but this is a rumor that could be happening to tie into a new pokemon movie is uh there's another legendary pokemon inside of scarlet and violet that has not been discussed about and this could lead to a potential dlc for scarlet and violet and this is the story of Mintaro. I think I'm pronouncing the name right. 
like uh this is another like a Japanese sort of like folklore sort of like a story to where there was this wild man like in the woods or something that uh, was raised by and like just grew up in the wild and stuff with like with different animals or something like that but uh I know I'm kind of butchering a bits of the story and stuff but uh there's like another folklore sort of like legends inside of Japanese culture about Mintaro who is basically kind of like a scene and portrayals a couple different versions or something like that of him like being a uh sort of like a wild man in terms kind of like intimidating towards like other people and this and that and stuff but uh he was more like kind of like pretty much friendly towards animals and this and that, that stuff but uh the reason why i'm bringing up that this story was people going through and doing like bits of research in terms of like the different symbols and sort of the different pokemon stuff then they're noticing that there's this little, like, yellow square or something like that, where every individual DLC has its own color, and it's also the, the color of, the, like, specific legendary Pokemon. So, like, for the Teal Mask and stuff with Ogre Pond, there's a green one for freaking, like, uh, like, Tropicus. I think there's, like, a blue one, and then, like, uh, for Momotaro, not Momotaro, but, like, uh, the one that we got for... The epilogue, there's like a purple one and stuff. And so there's this yellow one that's like left kind of unaccounted for for legendary stuff. So my guess is we're probably going to be seeing something related to another DLC for Scarlet and Violet. Even though we've had an epilogue already for the expansion. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, didn't they already... Yeah, they did the, the epilogue's out, isn't it? Yeah, the epilogue's already out, okay, Tyler. Yeah. But what I'm saying yeah. is they're probably going to have another DLC for Scarlet and Violet. God, I hope not. Just kill that game already. It's a piece <laughs> of shit. Um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. I would rather play through Suicide Squad again than fucking look at Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> That's how much I hate Scarlet and Violet. Uh, I hate looking at uh, it. Such a great game tied well, to a looking at it is one thing. Actually playing it is another. Yeah, well, I mean, then all the bugs and bullshit. I don't want to deal with that either. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I know some people are talking about Gen 10. I think, I really think Gen 10 is going to be pushed to 2026. One, because obviously Scarlet and Violet. And then B, that is also the 30th anniversary of Pokemon. So doing the big Gen 10 game, you know, you want to do something big for the the 30th anniversary. I imagine that'd be it. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about just assuming that they're going to finally put the, uh, uh, Pokemon games on NSO. Uh, NSO has been out for like six seven six years now seven years now and they haven't fucking done it so they haven't done it and on top of that you know you got to believe that nso is going to be transferable hopefully to like the next iteration of a nintendo console yeah you know because that's highly successful for what they're doing but uh yeah i would love that i would absolutely love that <laughs> yeah i mean it'd be awesome yeah like they put like uh uh gold and silver and shit on that. i'd love to play those games again but uh, i don't i just don't have any faith in them i'm gonna put there I think they're going to try to find ways to charge us for them before they would give them, put them on there. So, yeah, um, most likely. I don't know. I, I look at it like this. Like, if I don't think they're going to maybe do two games in a year again, um, I, I can almost see them like because Pokemon Legends, I think, was far more, far more successful than they thought it would be. Um, I can almost see them like, I don't know if they're going to necessarily announce them all like to, uh, t- uh, on Tuesday, but maybe they do like the Gen 5 remakes and then like it's a 2024 game. Then the 2025 yeah. game is, is the Let's Go or is the. Johto game or, or the Legends game rather, and then maybe after that is uh, um, Gen Ten. So I don't know. We'll have to uh, wait and see. But uh, I'm, they're always exciting because you never know if they're going to be there. Uh, just man, I hope. Well, I hope let's look at it this way though. 
Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is like the fourth best-selling Pokemon like generation and stuff like that, right behind uh, Gold it's and Silver. It's the second one. Yes, Sword and Silver is number one. Uh, Scarlet and Violet is number two. Yeah. Uh, so, or no, it's number three. The original Gen One is still number one. Well, I'm looking at this right now. It's like red, green, and blue are like 31 million and stuff like that. Sword and Shield is next after with 25. Mm. Gold and Silver is like 23, and then Scarlet is literally like 20 million. <laughs> oh, I thought it passed uh, Gold and Silver. Okay, yeah. So number four, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I mean, but then you look at like those Gen Four remakes. I were just, I mean, they were just nothing. And they oh. sold like fifteen million or something. So yeah, it's pretty close to it, like fourteen million nine hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. So uh, I mean, maybe it'll sell less if people uh, you know, the second the second go around, but people but it's, people love Pokemon. It, so but also it's it's also a pattern where every time a Pokemon like remake or something comes out and stuff, it doesn't perform as well as the original like releases hmm. and stuff. Yeah, just kind of a thing to tie over until the new the big hotness comes out. So exactly, uh, I do wonder how, what they're gonna do with uh. Because that is the only one that have a sequel, so I wonder how they tie in the sequels uh, yeah. to this. So because probably have to, but uh, let's uh, let's move on. Gables, well, I guess we'll know more in a couple days. Yes. Uh, but next up here, we'll make this the last news story. Um, Elder Ring, Shadow of the Earth Tree. We got a trailer for that one. Uh, I did a live react, so if you want to check it out, check it out, please. Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, it's coming out uh, June twenty first, which leaked uh, the day before. Uh, it is forty dollars. It is not standalone, so you have to you do have to own the original game. There is a collector edition you can buy that has uh, the statue of the, like the final boss. I'm assuming. Um, some things we did learn though from Miyazaki is that they said that this game is about the same size, if not bigger, than Limgrave, which I believe is the the, the like the first area you go to. So um, people are saying that's pretty massive. So um, it is massive. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I've seen some people kind of like bristle at the, the, the price tag of it. And I, I guess I get that, but I don't know. I look at it like if it's you know 40 bucks and it comes out and it's like, I mean, they're 20, 30 hours. I feel like that's pretty good. So, and it's quality content. And yeah, I'd say that's fine. What we're talking about is probably one of the biggest like actual expansions to like a game or something yeah. like that in terms be, of content you're getting. It's going to be borderline a whole nother game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what people have been talking about after the reveal of that latest trailer, where it's like it's showcasing one of the the main, like probably one of the main antagonists of this whole expansion with Mesmer, the merciless and stuff. This whole dude with like a freaking snakes and stuff like that that he's like, like like welding into is like a freaking like a cloak and shit, like all this other type of uh, craziness that you can get into. They, they showcase a whole bunch of different like bosses you're going to be facing, including one this dude... one sort of like. Uh, one sort of like dog like creature or something, right? The lion head? like yeah. Yeah, like that one's good shimmy. The one the one like skeleton that was pulling the sword out of his skull was fucked up. Dude, <laughs> not just that. There was a moment to where you see like some sort of creature with this long ass neck and protruding like freaking like mouth or something like that just literally just grabs someone. Yeah. And he literally has like all that's all it is is like he has a body, right? Like a slender body, but his neck is like extremely long, like an and eel. it goes outwards, and he's fucking eating somebody and stuff like that. This, when I first played through Elden Ring, I told you that there were moments in that game where it just feels like pure nightmare fuel, and that is like one of those moments, dude. To where they get, like FromSoft, did so well in terms of making some of these creatures so unnerving to play against, and also like to encounter that uh 
I'm very much looking forward to when this game comes out on June 21st because it's like a $40 DLC. It has a whole bunch of different types of content and bosses to fight. This is going to be probably one of the expansions I'm looking forward to the most this year. Yeah. Because, <laughs> dude, I spent an entire month playing through Elden Ring back when it first came out. Like, almost 100 hours worth of content I got out of that damn thing. I still didn't get all the bosses or did all the missions or do all that stuff, and I really much easily could have done. I actually thought about... I actually thought about before I finished it, I thought, I want to play through this game again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I heard a lot of people saying they're they're waiting on New Game Plus to, until the DLC was coming, so... Dude. you're going to do New Game Plus, probably now's the time, so... Oh, my God. Yeah, that definitely would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot I actually pretty... had New Game Plus. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, not, you know, I, obviously I played like five hours back then. It's just... I'm, uh, from soft games are just not for me so uh, but I'm excited I think those games look great and I'm excited for people that are excited so um, but let's move on here Gables to some other news this week a uh, couple of things here uh, we watched that Borderlands trailer Gables I did live react to that I made you watch it before we did the show uh, yeah. if I had to sit through it you guys sit through it too yeah um, yeah <laughs> it is one of the first times I've ever watched a movie trailer to where I did not feel happy about it I did not feel angry about it. I did not even feel mid about it. I felt nothing while watching this trailer. And that's even worse. When you have the expectations of, oh, hey, this is Borderlands. This is a franchise I've actually played a couple of games of. And all of a sudden, the first image I get when I look at the trailer is of Kevin Hart. I'm like, <laughs> okay. As Roland. As Roland. <laughs> the big yeah. muscular dude. And Kate, Blan and Kate Blanchett is Lilith. I'm like, Oh, oh god yeah i just felt nothing throughout that yeah. whole experience and even even some moments in that that trailer where it's supposed to be funny where it's like when the end of it is where like claptrap or something like that played by jack black it's shitting bullets it's like literally shitting bullets right and it's supposed to be this comical moment and stuff and they're all like just watching it just watch claptrap doing this stuff and it's a funny scene mind you but I did not laugh at a single thing of it because I couldn't get over the fucking shock of this reveal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was, like, my best or worst live reactive we done before because I was just, like, I just got nothing at the end. Of it. Like, I felt nothing. I just, like, okay, cool. We're, like, obviously trying to just do the Guardians of the Galaxy James Gunn um, style to this. That's what we're trying to do. Randy Pitchford, the, you know, the head of Gearbox, is saying that, well, uh, James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy borrowed from us, so we're borrowing back. I'm like, mm, I don't. I mean, they just made a comedy, so no. uh, I'm gonna disagree on that one. Uh, that you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, I, it just, yeah. The only thing I credit Randy Pitcher for for this movie is <laughs> making it like how like successfully how it ended up putting me to sleep from watching the <laughs> almost yeah, it, putting me to sleep with the freaking the launch yeah. of this trailer. I mean. All it needs to do is be fun and have a have a few laugh out loud scenes, and it's gonna, it does its job. I don't know. I'm, if it comes out and I hear like you know, it's hey, it was a fun movie. Like I'll probably check it out. Um, you know, I watch Uncharted, the Uncharted movie. Uh, so I watched a fucking shitty ass Resident Evil movie that came out a couple years ago. Mm. So honestly, if it's just better than those, it's a win. So um, that's not a very high high bar. So uh, I was expecting like the the original. Borderlands, that type of a story, you know. But instead, yeah. we got this hodgepodge of shit. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't even get no rest for the wicked in the in the trailer. So what the fuck? No, that's a uh, huge missed opportunity. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Um, 
Next up here, Little Devil Inside. People don't remember that was a game that was announced yeah. uh, over three years ago. That yes, game, Giggles, was. is still alive. They just uh, they put out a six-plus-minute long trailer. Uh, okay. looks, looks great. They, they're moving over to Unreal Engine 5. They did a page, uh, not Patreon, a uh, Kickstarter update. They haven't been quiet for, since. Uh, they did a state of play in October 2021. Mm-hmm. A whole state of play just for that game. Um, and it's just come out in 2022, and we've heard nothing since then. Until yep. uh, on Wednesday, of all things. Because uh, everything had to fucking happen on Wednesday. Um, I watched it. The game looks great. Uh, I, 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 it's just, But it's kind of one of those things where, like, it's just every, like, 30 seconds something different is happening. It's like, what the fuck? What's happening? It's almost like Tears of the Kingdom. Like, you watch that last trailer. It's like, every 20 seconds, I'm like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? What the, like, it's just like that. But I'm like, this is like a small indie development team. It just seems like they're doing too much. And I don't know if it's going to work out. Uh, but they are they're looking for a, uh, a publisher right now to help them get to the finish line. They had, they moved to Unreal Engine 5. They talked about they had a lot of uh, in, in-house issues and um, stuff like that. So it was a whole long story. It was, I thought it was really nice because like, you don't really hear a lot uh, about shit. And this game has been, I mean, it's been around for like, it's been going on for almost 10 years now at this point. It was kind of cool wow. to have like an update on everything and like, hey, like this game's still going. Uh, we're still going, you know, we're just having an honest update about, hey, like, and then being pretty honest about like some of the, the people that run in the studio, how, you know, they, how they kind of fuck things up. And, you know, they apologize to people that kind of burn along the way. Uh, but I don't know, hopefully, I, I hope for them it gets to the finish line and hope for them. And also it's, it's a really good game because uh, I think the game looks great. I don't know if I'm going to game I'm going to be playing. But uh, I hope, you know, for the people that obviously backed it on Kickstarter, I hope for those people, this is like a passion project of theirs. I hope it comes out because uh, it'd be really great. And, you know, the, it's kind of, you know, crazy when, like, these long development games actually you know, kind of find their way out. So uh, it just sounds like there's, they need some help. So hopefully they can find the help. Mm. So um, last but not least here, Gables, a uh, prominent leaker for Nintendo uh, said that things have shifted around, but the last uh, Nintendo Direct for the for the switch will be in is planned for april uh they'll have a big one in june but by then we should know about the switch 2 so and then the june one will be the switch 2 event a so. predominant leaker which leaker is this i wonder uh central link he's pretty big on central the... link he's generally big he's... on pokemon news yes but he's pretty but he has some nintendo stuff here and there which you know and so uh he's, he's a couple other people have kind of said I've heard the same thing. Obviously, it's Central Link. He's never 100. He's not 100 right. But I, I feel no. like he's worthy enough to like. He's 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 often enough right that I'm I'm throw, That's why I threw in other news this week instead of making it a big topic. I was like, right. hey, keep an eye on it, and you know, put this put this you know put this away. Put it in the back of your brain, and you know, if he, if he turns out he's right, we'll give him his due. And if not, well, you know, we'll say hey, he's wrong. But also, you know, a lot of prominent leaker people that knew new information about Nintendo Direct were saying. A direct was supposed to happen a week uh, a week ago, and then the Xbox shit happened, and it looks like that's pretty much what dude. happened. Was the was the uh, Xbox shit fucked everything up? So, dude, it all comes back to what I was saying like a while ago here, where it's like the only thing for sure about Nintendo is nothing. Nothing is for sure. Yes, yeah. They, <laughs> I, I honestly think they will. They will, like people will report things, and then out of, purely out of spite, they will rearrange their entire. Uh, Oh, business around just to piss they actually. <laughs> if you've listened to a bit of like Kit and Krista in terms of yes. their podcast stuff, that's exactly the type of things they try to do because they understand that people go into these like Nintendo themselves, like inside of that company, know exactly to where 
They know that people are going through, doing the leaks, doing this and doing that and stuff, and they're purposefully rotating things around to make it so that, oh, wait a minute, so this person's full of shit, you know? Maybe this is going to go this way or this yeah. way or this way, Just you the know? Discredit leakers. Yes. Yeah. They're known yeah. for doing this. <laughs> yeah, I remember Kit and Krista, were, they, did, they had Jeff Grubb on their podcast, and they said that, yeah, we've had several meetings just because of you. So, uh, <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, was, yes. uh, yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked if that, if, if that's the case. Actually, yeah. I think it would be hysterical if that was the reason why Jeff Grubb actually, the probably Nintendo or somebody in Nintendo here is like, oh, hey, this person, hey, Jeff Grubb just announced that this Metro Primer mask is going to be announced right here. Well, guess what? We're not going to be releasing yeah. this year. <laughs> he, he, Jeff Grubb said that if, Metro uh, Primary Master doesn't come out in, in 2022. He'll shave his head. All right, cool. We're and bumping it to February. So, yeah. So, uh, I feel like, you know, like, obviously, like, a lot of, when it comes to certain people, uh, especially Nintendo, I trust them, even if it doesn't happen exactly when they say it will. Especially when, especially when like, they, they said it's supposed to be mid-February, and a lot of people thought it was going to be the week before, and then it happened Tuesday. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. When you see a lot of the people that are normally right, that are right, I don't know. I, I feel like even if it doesn't happen exactly when... I feel like I still believe them overall. Uh, but uh, let's move on to uh, what we've been playing, Gables. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first, buddy? I'm going to go first this time. Okay. Because there's only been two predominant things I've been playing this week. One is I did... I decided to go through a complete playthrough for Pokemon Red. Not Red, but Pokemon Blue and stuff in the 3DS after going through like the Crystal stuff. It wasn't that long of a playthrough. It wasn't nearly as long as I did the Crystal stuff. It was only like about eight and a half hours, so that kind of a stretch to like maybe like a couple days this past week. I decided to start with a Bulbasaur, raise it all the way to, to a Venusaur, and that was the only Pokemon that I wanted to use for battles. And long story short, the first couple of gems were fairly easy. Brock, Misty, and also Surge. I leveled up. My Venus, I had leveled up my freaking Pokemon so much, it was fully evolved by the time I hit the third gym. So, I had Venusaur already past, like, level 32, 33, when I was facing off against Lieutenant Surge. Obviously swept his team with, like, with freaking Vine Whip and stuff, and I was about to learn Razor Leaf. For the moveset for Venusaur, I was going to have a couple different grass moves, but keep Body Slam as a clutch in case I needed to go and hit for something physical damage-wise. So the moveset was I had Sleep Powder to try to cover in case I had Pokemon that would try to outspeed me. So, case in point, Alakazam. That Pokemon is the fast, is like one of the fastest Pokemon that's not like a legendary inside of Generation 1. So, going across, say, with Sabrina and stuff, I would go and hit Sleep Powder first thing. So that way I would put it to sleep, then I would whittle it away with like Razor Leaf or Mega Drain. Because when I went through and got that TM stuff from uh, Erica and stuff, that gym leader, I'd have that set to like sustain and this and that. So the only difficulties I think I've had throughout that entire playthrough was towards the end of it. Yeah, it was like towards the end of it, really. Yeah, it was with Blaine. Yeah, Blaine was one of the ones that was difficult because he had whole fire type Pokemon. And uh, the highest level Pokemon he had at that point was like 47. I think I was like not even like 10 levels above. When I face off against Blaine. And on top of that, I really did the gym the gym leader stuff out of order. So I went and did the first four gym leaders like in like in order and stuff. So Brock, Misty, Lieutenant Surge, and Erica. But I purposely went after what was it? I think I actually went after Blaine next. 
yeah, I went after Blaine next, and then after I beat him, I went and beat Koga and uh, Sabrina, and then I left when I had like Giovanni and stuff as the last one. But yeah, those kind of difficulty stuff I came across is one running out of power points for my moves because I'd use I'd use like moves like Vine Whip or something where only like maybe had ten hit points or something at most. Or Razor Leaf at like about thirty two and I was literally going through trainer after trainer getting experience so it wouldn't be so bad towards the end game of it. I ended up entering the Pokemon League at uh, level seventy two with Venusaur. Venusaur was able to go through Lorelei consistently. I mean, got past some of her tough Pokemon, like her, her Dugong and stuff she starts off with. That could be a pretty bulky thing and annoying with Rest. Um, well, Slowbro can be annoying too with Amnesia, which in Generation 1, it just raises special. So both special offense and defense as opposed to Generation 2, well, it just raises the special offense. What that means is if you have a Pokemon that has, like, special attacks and you try to attack that Slowbro with, if he uses one Amnesia, that damn thing's gonna be hard to take down, dude. It's like a tank. But, uh, went through that. Lapras was fairly easily. So, I would say, like, half the Elite Four was easy. Like, Bruno was extremely easy. Taking out his Onyxes, taking out freaking Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan with Body Slam. I think Machamp was, like, a three-hit KO because, at this point... I should have went with like a move like Double Edge over Body Slam because Body Slam's only 85. Double Edge is like 120 power, but you have like damage you suffer when you use the move. So it's like about a third or something of your health. So Elite Member, Elite Form Member Number Three, Agatha. She is also known for like speed runners and stuff as the the Agatha like the Agatha Lottery. And the reason why is because she has Pokemon that could put yours to sleep, like confuse your Pokemon. You can actually be both or some, you know, with the whole Haunter, the two Gengars, the Arbok, the Golbat. Starts off with a Gengar, right? Like about level 56. Its main moves that it can use is like Nightshade, Hypnosis, Dream Eater, and I think Psychic. I was able to take out most of her team. The last Gengar was a pain in the ass because I had to put that thing to sleep and also try to whittle it away with, like, Razor Leaf, which it resists because it's part poison type. Because in Generation 1, you can't make a ghost Pokemon that's just a solid ghost Pokemon. It has to be with another type that's very susceptible to the Psychic. <laughs> but um, Lance was the real test, though. Having, like, a Grass-type Pokemon... Face off against a bunch of dragons. The first thing I'm facing is a Gyarados. Water flying. It hits me with it hits me with fucking like hyper beam first thing right, and I'm like oh crap how's this gonna go with me, and so it hits me with like hyper beam. It literally gets to about near half my health, but it doesn't. It just inks out just a little bit. So I use like Razor Leaf twice. My Venusaur is so fast it's literally critical hitting almost everything that it hits with freaking Razor Leaf. But I uh, was able to do that. was able to use Body Slam to really take out the Dragon Airs and stuff. Aerodactyl was a was a piece of cake, really. I mean, I think I two-hit KO this thing. Like, two hits and it was gone. Dragonite. Dragonite also used Hyper Beam. And I still tanked that son of a gun. And the thing about Generation 1, with Hyper Beam... 
if you KO a Pokemon with Hyper Beam, you could use that, like, Hyper Beam the very next turn without having to recharge. That didn't happen throughout this battle. But I'm just saying is that could have very well have if this Venusaur was not that, like, good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, beating Lance, then all of a sudden going to the champion. I did all of this, and I beat the game and beat the Elite Form champion in my first run through without having to continue, without having to do save spots or anything like of that sort. Obviously, the champion's Pidgeot was a pain in the ass. That thing was, like, level 61. It knows Wing Attack. It knows Mirror Move. It almost Mirror Moved my fucking Sleep Powder so that it would put me to sleep. <laughs> but it missed. <laughs> it's like a 75% chance to hit that move, and the 25% it actually hit a miss. But, uh... I think I only came across two Generation 1 misses and, like, okay, Generation 1 missing of moves that are, like, 100%. I think I had, like, about a handful of it. Like, maybe five or six at most. But I kept on missing with Sleep Powder throughout some of the major important battles throughout this playthrough. But uh, the last Pokemon I faced with a champion, though, in general, was uh, Charizard. Because he chose Charmander, I picked Bulbasaur and stuff. It was so nerve-wracking because I put that Charizard to sleep. It literally like took me like about three hits to take this thing out with Body Slam. And it was over. I did it on my first try. I'm happy with that run. Eight and a half hours. It's not as fast as the Blastoise one I did a few, like, at this point a few years ago. I hit, I beat that game within four hours with Blastoise. <laughs> um... Uh, but the other game I wanted to talk about is the expansion to Splatoon 3, Side Order. Side Order is a roguelike Splatoon-style game. What's interesting about this is when you go into this, like, this order sort of world and stuff, this world is pretty much, like, created based upon, like, uh, and this is going to go into a little bit of spoilers here, from, like, one of the, one of the main, like, uh, characters from Splatoon 2. I think her name is Marina and stuff. So... You are playing as Agent 8 alongside, like, her co-host back then and stuff, Pearl. Who's on, like, this little droid robot or something like that that follows you around. The main thing you gotta do is you gotta go through this sort of, like, a tower-like... A tower-like, uh, obstacle course thing to where you choose a stage, right? It increases, like, different types of power-ups that you have for either yourself or for... Or for, like, a Pearl's Robot or something like that. And you... Once you clear the stage, you get that power. And then you can go on to the next one. And then you go up this tower until finally, after, like, the 10th floor, you face a boss. I've done this twice now, right? To where I go up to a boss. And I beat the first boss pretty good. The second boss... Oh, God. I wiped on the second boss. But the time I got to, like, the 10th floor the third time... There's another boss entirely. So... What I'm saying is, these bosses and these levels, they randomize, kind of like how another roguelikes do for every time you do, like, uh, like, say, for Rogue Legacy. When you do a run, and all of a sudden, you you die or something like that, and the castle's completely, like, just switched around, so you can't do memorization of, oh, this room was here, I'm gonna go here. It's like, wait a minute, it's totally different, you know, that type of stuff. But, uh, what's also interesting about it is, they have these different type of palettes, for like specific characters, like there's one for like one of the characters from Splatoon Three. I think her name is Shiver. So it has these archery bow, like this setup of like special weapons and this and that. 
Or it could be like a setup for like Agent Six, I think, from like uh, the original Splatoon Three or something like that. I want to say, I'm, I think I'm gonna go with that. But uh, with like this, still like a Super Soaker style of like a gun you can use, or by default you have the dualies, the dualies, the dual guns and stuff, where you can dodge and do all that other stuff. That's like my preferred one to use because it has a dodge mechanic and it's actually rather good to have dual like Splatoon, like pistols or something like that, where you're like just covering a whole bunch of different fields and stuff and enemies and this and that. So for these different levels, they're separated into, into like two or three different types of options here. One has to involve moving a drone where you have to move this, like the satellite set of drone around the course until finally you get the end point. The second one is you have to move these, these big old, like almost eight ball looking things, right? Around an obstacle course. So you have to use, you have to, Cover in ink in order to make it to move. And so when you get, get it to move, you have to move it to a specific spot on the obstacle course itself. They could be extremely easy, or they could be like extremely hard. The one consistent thing I've noticed throughout this type of playthrough is it's the same like easy, normal, or like hard like type of levels for the specific mini games that you have to play in order to earn your powers for that run. The other one. The other one, you have to defeat these specific type of, like, fish creatures. These, like, almost like piranhas or something that purposely try to avoid you, but they go around in a circle. So you have to try to time your attacks wisely and try to trick them into getting close to you so you can actually get a couple shots off and stuff in order to kill them and then go on to the next, to the next one and stuff until finally you clear the stage. I know there are a couple others that I'm forgetting, but uh, for right now, I know for a fact that uh, I've spent at least a couple hours this past week playing this. I want to say about two or three hours most. And it's a lot of fun, Tyler. I mean, it absolutely is a lot of fun. It's something radically different than what you're normally accustomed to doing with Splatoon. So instead of like doing like the, the craziest like puzzle courses or this or that, these are like just set mini games that you can go through and you can play and then you can repeat them, earn a whole bunch of currency in order to improve specific stats and stuff of your character, of your, like, robot, or, like, earning more money every time you go through these different courses and stuff. There are permanent stat upgrades for this. So you are getting stronger, and you are getting, like, different things, like, unlocked. So, on top of that, there are other things you can unlock, too. Throughout specific levels, you earn these keys. And what these keys do, they'll unlock a specific lock to a locker, and that's how you can unlock, like, different types of, like, different types of, like, accessories for your character, or you're going to be unlocking, like, different palettes for, like, other, like, sets of characters with these different weapons that you can use. But, yeah, it's got a whole bunch of variety to it. And uh, from what I've played, it's actually really fun, and I would encourage those that skipped out on like the expansion stuff for Splatoon 3 but really like Splatoon 3 give it a shot this is something that is a little bit different but at the same time I think it's fresh enough to where you're going to enjoy this all right well very cool I mean I'm excited for you I you know I just didn't vibe with uh the original Splatoon so I don't know if I'm going to jump into that one but I'm yeah excited. It, seems, seems, it seems like people are liking that one so that's pretty cool um I already mentioned I played some uh, Payne's Big Breakaway I only played uh like an hour of that so uh, but the other game I'm playing, talk about the top of the show, uh, Hill Divers 2, uh, hmm. continue to take over my life. Uh, I, I just love this game. Like when I'm not liberating bugs for democracy, I just feel like my time is being wasted. And I'm just at work <laughs> thinking about the, like, 
you know, usually, I, you know, work, you know, I'm so focused on like what I'm doing. Like, I don't even like think about like, I just want to go home and play this game or what go home and watch this movie or whatever. And it's like, I'm at work. And I'm just like, man, I just want to go home and fucking play. Hell, I just love this game is fantastic. I, 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 mm. I seem to be blown away by this. Like someone that grew up loving Starship Troopers and all that. It's like, they, they just nailed what I, what, what that game should be. Um, I just love like I just love how like different it is from like either third. It's not just like oh, it's an extraction third person games of service game. It's like I just love like this game is difficult, but it's like it's fair. Like it, like mm. I feel like like you go into a mission like when you want to reload, like when you like like you play a game like you have a gun that holds like twenty bullets and you shoot yeah. three shots off. Like I have like OCD about like reloading that and you just like all it does is take three bullets to, like reload it when you like you take the whole clip out you know put a new one in but you only you didn't lose all the, the whole clip this game when you reload you lose the whole clip so if you have a half a clip left and you reload that, that the other half of that clip gone and oh, like wow. it's so you get so many so few resources when you land you eventually you can unlock like boosters and stuff through like the um the battle pass stuff like that like um people are saying it's pay to win i don't that's complete bullshit i don't like like the stuff you buy with real currency is just like outfits and shit. There's no like the battle pass, like the the battle pass, the free one and the the paid one are equally as good as what's in there. It's not like and the shit in there isn't like you get the superpower, you get this great armor, or you get like this great weapon. Like they're all pretty much base. Uh, and, like I'll jump into like a game. Like I was playing games. Uh, I mentioned Tuesday with a couple of buddies, and uh, like. One guy was 26. I was like level 10, and another buddy was like six. And we were jumping in. We were, so I think there's 10 different difficulty levels, and we were playing like five because like the higher level, the higher level you play on, we get way more resources. You get you get the medals which you use to unlock the stuff in the battle pass, and you get way more experience. Which you know, higher experience you get, you can buy like different. Uh, the more the, when your levels go up, you can unlock like different things you can bring to the game. You get like different like napalm strikes or. Uh, like I got like when you get to level ten, I think you get the the guard dog, which is like the little drone that follows you around and shoots a laser. That thing is a game changer right there. Uh, but um, yeah, like there's no like real, um, you know, it's not like oh, there's no skill tree. There's no like oh, I get to level twelve so I can buy this better gun. Like you get better stuff, but like it's through natural progression of the game. Uh, okay, and good. but like I like I say, I'm, like he's twenty six, I'm ten, and my buddy's six, and it's not like he's just way better than us. Like he's skill wise, as he's a better video game player than I am. He's played way more hours of this game, but it's like we're going in there and we're holding our own. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm uh, you know, we're, my one buddy's a quarter of the level he is. I'm less than halfway to what he is, and we're all holding our own. We're getting, we're accomplishing missions. Like we're doing a good job. Like you know, it's like we're not like I said like he's got better shit than us, but it's not like it's not like he has a better napalm strike shit like that. But right, so, so it's, it's not like say I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, no, you're fine. But, uh, yeah. It's not like to say, like, in other games, say, like, I'm going to use Destiny 2 as an example. And, yeah, that's have, exactly what I was going to say, You have one person that is, like, have an extremely high light level, and then all of a sudden you have a couple players who are, like, maybe, like, 100 or 200, like, light things down or yeah. something, and all of a sudden the one player with the most has a clear, just, like, advantage and stuff in terms of finishing this mission, whereas the, the ones that are not that are a little bit struggling in terms of getting, like, things going you know they're having a harder time because the enemies are tougher everything else is gone they're dying consistently and stuff because of how lopsided the difficulty is yeah i mean yeah it could get kind of crazy like i jumped in like i remember like immediately just, like dropping i've never played on like 
this high of level difficulty before and I jumped in, landed right next to a robot and like a fucking uh, AT-AT from Star, from Star Wars. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? And I landed right next to it. And he's like, oh, you haven't seen those yet. I'm like, I have no, I've not been here before. Like, it's like jarring at first because I'm like, you're seeing different types of enemies and stuff. And like the, the, like the higher level, you, like the, the higher difficulty you go into, like the missions get harder to complete. But that's it. It's not like, it's, it's not like, it's impossible and like it's not because it's not harder because you have less gear it's just there's more enemies there's stronger enemies shit like that and like yeah I'm, it's just man this game like i said you could jump in like i you know i put my my friend code on a you have like this game has its own friends list put my friend code in like a, a reddit page i'm on and i got like 200 friends and it's awesome i jump i want to hop as soon as i hop on people join my game i can go in and jump into a game with them play with them i'm not even talking to them <laughs> And this game does a great job of, like, you can communicate with the ping system, which I know a lot of games use before, but, like, the ping system where you just, like, held, held L2 with your gun, you zoom in, you hit R1, and it pings something, and it tells people, hey, there's ammo here, or, hey, what's that over there? Like, and it just works so well. Um, yeah. I, I'm just, man, I'm just completely blown away by what this fucking game is. So I, I played so much uh, Helldivers 2 cables that I, I have an LG TV, and when I turn my TV <laughs> on, I got to the main menu. I had an ad to watch Starship Troopers for free on LG TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> they know. You're goddamn right, Gables. I went and I watched LG. I watched fucking Starship Troopers on LG TV. It was fantastic. I love that movie. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch this movie again. God. Uh, yeah. I it just like, and this game is just, like, obviously when you play games with your buddies, it's like the moments are what makes it. Uh, and it's more of that. Like I was telling you before the show, like I haven't gotten to, like, I'm not a huge multiplayer guy. Uh, or, like I'll play, I'll play one. I'll get into like, I really, I get into Fortnite and stuff, but I play Fortnite by myself. I rarely play. Right, right. I play with Jake a couple times, but like, I like, I like that game is fine. I put on a podcast. And I just like, I just usually just grind. Like I'm having a good time. It's mostly I'm trying to unlock these skins for like Peter Griffin skin or like the, the snake skin or, or like there's some cool event. Like the Dragon Ball Z shit comes in. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm going to go, uh, Coming on my eyes, some fucking Indiana Jones somewhere. Uh, like, but like, the, I haven't got into like since like Rocket League was the last time I really got hardcore into like a multiplayer game. And that like mm. that was our game for like years with our buddies. Yes, it uh, was. And it, that was I mean that was literally a decade ago, Gables. And that I'm, was like, a decade ago. I'm just having a good time. Like, like I said, jumping in. I'm not even like talking to people sometimes. Like it works so well. It definitely could be frustrating where like you get in, you get some fucking dumbasses because it does have friendly fire. And it's like, oh, I got God, one I game that. I was playing, I played for like an hour and a half last night. And it, like, it was like, definitely was hit like a couple randos jump my game. And this one dude kept like fucking killing people on the team. I got so pissed off. I just kicked, I had a boot from the game. I'm like, dude, f- fuck off. Like he just kept killing. Like, it wasn't like on purpose. It was like, he was just being dumb. Kept dropping like airstrikes right where we were at, or like, he'd accidentally shoot us. I'm like, fuck this. Oh um, God. So like that can kind of kill the vibe sometimes, but it's like when I was playing with my buddies and stuff, like it, it was just like. One game we were playing where, um, uh, like one of them you had to like, like yes. launch a missile, and you had like you had to do like this set of like things on a terminal to launch the missile. And we played one mission earlier, and my buddy, uh, Jake, he got the different Jake, he got to hit the button to launch the nuke. And mm-hmm. the next time we played it, uh, one of the guys on the group was like, "All right, who wants to press the button?" I'm like, "I, I want to press the button. I want to do it this time. It's my turn." And Jake tried to be a dick and press the button. Before I did, so I shot him in the fucking head, <laughs> and, <I pressed> the <laughs> and so then he was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "It was my turn. I want to press the button." I, I called dibs. So and then at the end, like, like 15 minutes later, we get to the end. So at the end of the, every 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 mission, you gotta run to the extraction zone, and then like you just gotta like you you hit you call for the uh, extraction. You gotta wait yeah. two minutes. You gotta like fight off a swarm of enemies. 
to get out like the ship will land and the ship will land on you or actually in some cases and this happened to me actually just today like the, like the flames are shooting out as it's landing and the, the flames will set you on fire and kill you but uh so as a, the the fuck with me right before the extraction he tried to shoot me and kill me instead he wasn't paying attention the ship landed on him he got killed i took all his shit and then i hopped on the fucking ship and we left him so uh it's just been like just stupid shit like that uh it's just it's it's just a game of moments it's a great game i'm having so much fun with it like playing with friends playing by myself um having a great time they they, they got the servers up and running which is really good like um i said people were saying oh i'm waiting 30 minutes i never felt like that i i, I mean i was playing at night usually after work like you know eight o'clock central time a lot of times right. i play for like i play a few games and go to bed but like I don't know, like, I mean, the worst kind was, like, I think, uh, like, 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 last Friday and Saturday was probably the worst, where, like, you're, like, I was, yeah, I was waiting, like, maybe, like, not even 10 minutes, and then, like, the rest of the week, I was probably waiting, like, five or six minutes, but, like, I don't know, like, I would just, like, boot up the game, and then, like, go walk my dog, or something like that, for, you know, let him out, and, or, like, go do a couple things, and, like, I'd walk away, and then, like, by the time I get in, I'm here, I'm on my ship, so, like, is it, is it okay? I'm not, like, saying, oh, it's, get over it it's definitely an issue but i'm like it's it wasn't as big as like people were making out to be but it seems like it's fixed now like today i was i was playing a little bit you know like saturday night i was playing for a little bit before we did the show and like when i hopped in initially it took me like i had to wait like 30 seconds to get into a game mm-hmm. and then it was but friday night i played for a little bit like i said and i hopped right in no issues uh they they just announced a little right before we started the podcast they up the servers the cap more to eight hundred thousand. so i'm assuming all of it's probably fixed now so uh, I'm just hoping they fix it too late where people are like frustrated and moved on. But um, I, won't, I won't be surprised if maybe once like everything's smooth out and it's working well, maybe they have like a double XP weekend again. But man, th- th- this is one of the most like some of the most fun I'm having in, in gaming uh, in years. Um, not saying it's the best game I've played in years, but as far as like just pure fun, uh, it's been it's definitely up there. So uh, this is a big time recommendation. And uh, yeah, if you have a you have a PC or a PS5, yeah, it's forty bucks. Just buy it. It's fucking awesome. I love this game. And I'm going to continue <laughs> to play it. Um, I'm actually like, part of me is like kind of bummed that uh, in a weird way that like I'm excited for, for rebirth, but man, I'm like, fuck, I just want to keep playing Helldivers. I don't want to, you know, it's like, it's it never what I thought I had that feeling. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for checking us out. If like I said, top of the show, if you want to like, like false prize, you want to so, uh, support us anyway. Uh, just, uh, you know, like us wherever, uh, everywhere, YouTube, uh, follow us, you know, on, uh, podcast services we're everywhere you know spotify apple stuff like that leave five star reviews leave comments share with your friends really go to our if you can go to our youtube channel and subscribe and comment right. and like and stuff like that that really 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 appreciate it there are links in the description down below uh click on all those check us out in all those places facebook twitter all that so uh but again i was your host i was tyler i'm colonel gable so until next time everyone have some fun, play some games, but most importantly, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables? Yeah. For democracy. For democracy! <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> See ya.